Hello and welcome to another episode of Badminton Science. I'm your host, as usual, Robert Johnson. And in this week's episode, we're going to talk about... Well, yes, you have to wait and find out. So before we get started on, on the topic of today, which... When I said it, I actually remember that you will see it in the title of this video, so I might as well say it. Yeah, we're going to talk about some tests that I think that every athlete should do, but more specifically for badminton players. But uh, in in last week's episode, I, I talked a bit about Kenta Momota, what happened, what he can do to, to possibly improve uh, and become the Kenta Momota we know again. Uh, but for now, there are some uh, mixed um, team championships going on. And I've only been following the ones in Asia and Europe. In Europe, there's... Yeah, I I can't see Denmark losing. Um, you know, Axelsen is there, I think. Antonsen is there as well. Um, and they have like a... Yeah, they have such a good good um, lineup it's uh, it's going to be hard to beat but i think that actually germany has a good chance because of the um, how how the men's double pair has been playing their women's singles is really good and their mixed doubles is also very good and denmark has kind of been struggling with the mixed doubles uh, in the last uh, months or so with s- some glimpse of, of a really high level, uh, especially from Boya and Christiansen. But yeah, I, I don't I don't see Denmark losing. Um, even though France is uh, is so good this year, and even the Netherlands. So uh, the top four teams in my book is um, the nations I previously mentioned. In uh, in Asia, there is. A bit more interesting things that has happened because the first day uh, there was Korea against Singapore and uh, I was not really surprised by the the Koreans winning but I was surprised that Lo Kin Yu lost against uh, uh, Yoon Lee because well the Korean player has a world ranking of 239 with a world ranking of 128. Uh, so I was really surprised that he actually beat Loken Yu, even though, yeah, I mean, Loken Yu hasn't been playing his best badminton for a while, but he's a real good player. And yeah, I was really surprised uh, about that loss. And then um, we have. Uh, the match between Chinese Taipei and Hong Kong China, which was really close. And I was kind of surprised because I thought it was going to be close, but that Chinese Taipei would win. Uh, and I thought that Shoti and Shen would, uh, like, that would be the key game uh, or key match to win. But I was, I was wrong. So uh, Hong Kong China won. And that's, it's really fun to see actually that, um, um, that uh, Hong Kong is, is coming back. Um, yeah, so that's nice. And uh, today, um, Logan Yu wasn't, uh, yeah, he didn't play. And 
they lost 5-0 against China. But yeah, not that many interesting matches today, um, which is really uh, sounds horrible to say it like that. But yeah, of course, Japan against Hong Kong China is is, is a nice game. Uh, but tomorrow is is the day where we have China against Korea, Indonesia against Thailand, Japan against Chinese Taipei, and Malaysia versus India. So tomorrow is going to be a really really interesting day where a lot of uh, groups are going to be. Um, how do you say yeah we'll get the results from the group stage so uh, that would be really interesting and um, yeah I'm looking forward to it but I before like getting into the, the whole topic of, of tests I've been talking about it a bit before um, some strength tests and some uh, aerobic tests and uh, how you can do it more band specific but I want to like bring back um, bring it back to to a different aspect of, of testing and why I think it's so important. Uh, but before that, I'm going to talk a bit about me and my training. So before, like, the, the last four years has not been good training-wise. So I, I stopped playing badminton for about a year ago, a bit more than a year ago, uh, when I got the, the news that, like, my shoulder was never going to... Yeah, basically be fit enough for playing badminton again. It's it won't heal and and yeah, and even if my shoulder ha- hadn't like <laughs> totally broken again, got destroyed is a better word word. Then uh, like my back was so bad. Um, it's still bad, but I uh, I can manage it. And now I can like I can do some strength training, but it's yeah, it's nothing like before. Um, so that's a that's a bit sad, but it's it's fine. Like yeah, but now my goal has been to, to because like of course I've been losing a lot of muscles and I've been gaining a bit of fat during this period of time. But now I I I was like yeah let's do a body recomposition. I'm my shoulder is kind of good enough to to add some muscle mass to my upper body again. And my back is not that bad, so I can train legs hard again. Maybe not do deadlifts for a while or more of the those exercises. But uh, yeah, I was like, okay, let's do this. So body recomposition for you who don't know is uh, basically you stay in the same weight. Uh, maybe you lose a kilo or two, but you try to st- try to stay at the weight you are at. Uh, with the purpose of building muscle and losing fat. And that's been going quite well. I mean, I've got my diet on point, so it's it's high protein and uh, like a bit under maintenance calories. So it's I have a deficit of about 500 calories in a day. And my diet is also really fun. It's not like the, you know, chicken, rice and broccoli. It's um uh, it's varied, so I have like one meal a day, uh, the first real meal besides breakfast is uh, chicken rice and some vegetables. But then it's uh, usually a taco bowl, uh, which is made by minced chicken, so ground chicken. And um, some taco spices and uh, a lot of vegetables and some salsa and rice. So that's really nice, um, even though that's also chicken (laughs) and rice and vegetables. 
But it's a, it's a fun uh, mix-up. And then I have a dish of, um, of pasta and chicken. So I have a tomato sauce that I do, which is really low calories because it's just tomatoes. Like, it's not calories, basically. Uh, and yeah, it's it's really fun. I don't get bored of it. And like, I, uh, I don't have any cravings. So, uh, so it's awesome. But for me as a personal trainer, if, if I was to treat myself as a client who said like, yeah, I want to do a body recomposition, then I would want to do some tests because they are so important for us to, to get the baseline and just to know that everything is moving in the right direction. So what I would want to do in this case is to do some sort of uh, aerobic test, which could be a Cooper test or some uh, submaximal test. Um, just to get an indication of um, of your aerobic um, capacity or capabilities. And then I would also want to do some strength uh, tests just to, to see that we're getting progressively stronger over time. So um, even though getting stronger isn't necessarily linked to getting bigger muscles, if you do it the right way, then adding being becoming stronger is usually a good measurement of uh, of uh, getting uh, bigger muscles. Uh, in this case, as well, as long as you, your diet is on point. Uh, but so for me, then maybe I would do a yeah a Cooper test would be nice, but I can't do it because of my um, overtraining, which has been a real big issue for me since uh, August. I can't do any any sort of uh, aerobic work. Like I can go on walks, but if I if I like bike for five or ten, like not five minutes, but say 10, 15 minutes at a heart rate of one hundred and thirty, then I'm gonna be nauseous the whole day, uh, and that's something that really sucks. But strength training is working really well uh, as of right now. Uh, but yeah, I would uh, I would prefer to do some sort of aerobic test for my client, and then I would also want to do some strength test. But I I wouldn't want to do a one rep max test because that is that's a lot of nervous system involved in the strength portion there. What I would want to do is maybe a six rep max, seven rep rep max, up to ten rep max on certain exercises, because if I add say five kilos to a one rep max uh, squat. Yeah, I've probably worked on my, uh, on my nervous system. Um, I've gotten more efficient and yeah, yeah, I can fire more muscle fibers. However, if I can do, if I can add five kilos um, to my 10 rep max, then I can actually see that, okay, so I've been adding a lot of volume, volume to my sets and I'm getting stronger in the high rep ranges, which is usually a better determinant of, uh, of gaining muscle mass. So I, I would, uh, that's basically, you can do the same exercise, but you need to, to do different uh, rep ranges if, you, if you're interested in like the body recomposition. So here we get to the topic of today, um, because now, if I do those tests on myself, I have a baseline. Okay, so here's where I started. And now four weeks later, I've, I weigh the same. Weighing yourself is basically a test. Um, but four weeks later, I weigh the same. But I have, uh, I can see in the mirror, or I have a 
with a measurement tape, I can say, that, okay, so my waist has gone down and I'm getting stronger in my 10 rep max uh, squats. So that's, that's telling me that, okay, so this is going well. Uh, it's going really well. Um, and for, a, for an athlete, I think that we, I wish I would have done it on myself as a, as a young kid because uh, doing some, like I'm going to mention three tests or it's basically four with a bonus fifth one. That if you if you do this this test, then you get a really good understanding of, of your baseline scores as an athlete. So the first one is the Cooper test, and I've talked about this before. But the Cooper test is basically you uh, you can do it in two ways. One is that you run three kilometers as fast as you can for time, or you run for twelve minutes uh, twelve minutes as far as you can. And then depending on like you can get a score which is really good in determining your uh, VO2 max, uh, which is the um, uh, the maximal oxygen consumption, uh, or like how much. Okay, so the best way to just look at it is the maximal aerobic capacity. So um, the Cooper test is really good at determining your VO2 max. But what you need to remember is. If you're going to do the Cooper test, you need to be able to repeat as, as um, you need to, to mirror the circumstances as much as you can the next time. Uh, and by that, I mean that if you're doing the Cooper test the first time and you're running uh, in a mixed environment, you're running in the forest with uh, hills and uh, sometimes it's asphalt, sometimes it's uh, just gravel, uh, mud then you will get a slower time than if you were to say run at a, at a field, like how do you say it, um, at a 400 meter, um, you know, where to do track and field, um, on a track, but yeah, on a 400 meter track, or if you were to do it on a treadmill or whatever. Um, because if you do it the first time in really bad circumstances and then you do it in really good circumstances, then of course your results will will be better without you having to be better. So make sure that you can you can replicate the, the test. And that also goes by um, like don't if you do it like six o'clock in the morning the first time where you have like not even got up and you haven't eaten before and then the next time you do it like three o'clock in the afternoon with like perfect temperature, no sun, it just it's cloudy, but it's it's a good temperature and whatever. Yeah, of course you're gonna get different results. The weather you can't control, but you can can like make sure that you have eaten the um, same amount of food and such. Like uh, make sure that the factors that you can control are as uh, repeatable as possible for next time. Now, uh, the score is that, okay, with the Cooper test, I want you to uh, like just search for the uh, Cooper test chart and then like find your age group, your gender, and like see where you place yourself. Now, I want you to compete against yourself, but I also want you to get up to a level that's basically elite if you want to, uh, to be at a higher level of badminton play. But that's the most important thing is that you improve uh, against yourself, compete against yourself, um, because that like, a good corporate test doesn't mean that you can outrun someone on the on the court. 
it just means that you can outrun them on the track. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Um, but then if you want to do some more badminton specific things, like I don't, now this is just the general athlete test part I'm, I'm talking about today, but um, beep test, a yo-yo, yo-yo test, or um, some sort of multi-feeding or some uh, shadow play, that might be better if you want to do more badminton specific endurance tests and stuff. But uh, a good test that everyone knows and that's really re- easy to to uh, to measure and figure out is the Cooper test. So do that. Now, secondly, squats. One rep max squat. You don't have to do a true one rep rep max. You can do like a three or five and just estimate your max. Uh, but I would, uh, uh, I, I have to say that don't do anything if you don't have the technique for it, if you don't know exactly how to do it without getting injured or if you're not used to, to doing, if it's the first time you're doing squats, don't go for a one rep max. That's stupid. Uh, get your technique down and uh, once that's perfect, then you can increase the weight and work yourself up to, to testing your true one rep max. But if um, if you know how to do it, then do it and just get a baseline. Uh, because then you can you know improve kilo by kilo over time. If you don't have access to a gym facility or a barbell or whatever, then of course you can do a leg press if you have access to gym with but not a barbell. It's possible. But I can actually recommend you to do a test that's uh, pistol squats. Uh, as many reps as possible, pistol squats. And the reason behind that is that it's kind of, it mirrors a, a squat, but it's on one leg, uh, which makes it really hard. Uh, but it's it's not a true test of strength because you need to balance and you need to work some different muscles and you have balance and whatever. So, um, so yeah, but it can be really nice because you can also see that, okay, so I can do... 12 on my right but i can only do four on my left then that's an indication that you really need to do more on your left side so that's something that's valuable that the test can add to you um which i would recommend doing so i i I would recommend doing the squat test and the pistol squat test just to to get the baseline of everything to measure side to side and um and that okay so the next uh, two tests are for your explosive ability, or like in English, I would rather say, um, yeah, say plyometrics. I guess um, it's basically how far and how high you can jump. Uh, since it's a big part of badminton, um, being able to jump really high. Uh, being able to jump far is is not important for a badminton player, but it's. It's also a good indication of, of increasing uh, uh, your plyometric ability. So what I want you to do is, uh, the first test is your standing still. And you just try to jump as far as you can. And then where you, where, where you land will be... Um, like if you, if you have to put your hand down on the floor, then it's a, it's a fail. You need to do it again without um, 
you need to keep your balance while landing but then it's where the foot lands and then you can just measure from where you started jumping to where you landed and then you get a good and then you find out your score which you then can try to add on now the research is um, like what's a good result and what's not a good result is um, like there there are several studies on it but um, it's easier to to get a measurement from a vertical jump but i think you should do a horizontal jump as well because it's more data and data and it's not um, it's not difficult to do so why not do it and then of course the most important as i've said is a vertical jump so you can do it um, where you take like a piece of tape or a post-it note or something and you you uh, stretch yourself out as far as you can like your uh, your arm over your body just reach as far as as far up as you can and place the post-it note or just make a um, write something on the wall where they where you can see okay so that's how tall i am when i'm really reaching and then you jump as high as you can and and get a new like and put a post-it note where as high as you could because then you can measure the difference between um, Add two and get us uh, like uh, then we will get your true true vertical jump. You could do a, a vertical jump or uh, no sorry you could do a box jump, but box jumps are are not a true test of your vertical uh, jumping ability because you need to um, to use your hip flexibility to actually land on the box. Uh, which then influences the score, of course. But you can do it. Like I mean, if you increase that a lot, then you have probably um, improved uh, as well. So it it can be done. But I I think that you you need to have uh, some knowledge about you as an athlete because when I was playing, then um, and I wish I would have done this test because of um, of what I'm gonna say now is that if I were to do the Cooper test the one rep max squat and vertical jump and uh, <clears throat> standing long jump then i would uh, find that okay so i don't need to work on strength because i'm really strong there's nothing to improve on there there's, there's basically no reason to do it uh, as of right now cooper test drastically needs to improve because of my aerobic capacity being kind of bad uh, especially for a singles player but then I would also, so bad at Cooper test, good at uh, squats, like good strength. And then I would get a good, uh, okay score at, uh, at the vertical, at the different jumping tests, which would then indicate that, okay, so I need to work a lot on my, on my aerobic ability. Uh, like everything that's, <laughs> that gets my heart rate up uh, and gets me to breathe harder is something i need to work on um i don't need i need to maintain my my strength but i don't need to improve on it and i i should focus my strength training on getting more explosive and uh, being able to jump uh, further and higher so so that's what the, the tests can can tell you about yourself and i think that if you have a baseline like say you're 13 and do this the first time and you get a score in every three or every five rather 
then you can compare yourself in two years. And then you can compare yourself in five years and then five years from that. And then you can see your progression year to year or rather year from year um, until you're an, a senior player. And if you can see a trend of just going up, 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 um, like of course not every every time you do the test you can't improve. But you can still see the the overall trend is, is going up then you know that you have, you're doing something right. And you can also see that, as, as for me, like, okay, I really need to focus on my aerobic capacity because that's my problem, uh, physically speaking. Because, and, like, I can say that it was a problem uh, playing badminton as well. So, uh, yeah, get some indications, and then, of course, you can do some more badminton-specific stuff, but just, just get a baseline, understand where you are as an athlete, and work on that. Now I can also recommend you to, I actually forgot to mention this in the Swedish version that I previously um, recorded. And that's, it's, it can be kind of good to, to weigh yourself uh, once in a while as a test because you don't want to fluctuate too much. Um, and especially like, and it can also be beneficial because you know, if I were to write you a training program where it's like, oh yeah, I should eat um, uh, two grams of protein per kilo body weight, then you're like, yeah, but I don't know how much I weigh. But if you have your weight, then of course it's easier. And you, but the most important thing is to basically weigh yourself before a tournament and then after a tournament. And you see how much have I lost because that's basically how much water, water and fluids you have lost, so you can replenish that and get back to your to your normal weight. Uh, but yeah, it, it can also be good to to just have your weight measured. But yeah, so so that was basically everything for today. Um, don't wait too long to do these uh, these tests. Uh, if you don't. If you don't know how to do a safe squat, then don't do it. As I've said, it's super important. Get a personal trainer or get a coach, a friend, someone who knows what they're talking about to help you. Don't ever do an exercise because, oh, well, but he said I was gonna, it's, it's a good exercise. Or like, yeah, but I saw Li Wei do it. That doesn't mean it's a good exercise for you. Uh, like I can do things um, because I have the experience and the knowledge um, and like the technique to do them so don't do anything just because you see a, a good a professional player do something like they're at a different level than us uh, and they are working on specific things that they need to work on so don't focus on that and just like find some good tests for you do them try to improve every time and just get better every year um, now how often should you test yourself um, I think that you should, like if, you, if you're if you a competing player in Sweden, for instance, where you have a summer break and then it's competitions all the year, then I would say that after the season is over, like basically June, the first, say first of June, like competition season is over, it's done, no more competitions, okay. Take two weeks uh, of, uh, of a deload, like where you just... Do some light, light activities, do some fun badminton sessions but like just make sure you're rested and then do your tests uh, two weeks after 
So in the middle of June, you do your tests and then you do the tests again in... Okay, so the competition season starts in September. So maybe like last week of August or something like that, you do the, the follow-up tests. Uh, so you can measure your improvements during the pre-season training. And then you should also do um, some sort of test in around Christmas or like in the early December to middle of January or something like that. Um, depending on your schedule. But just to see how you have maintained everything during the season. Um, because it can also be valuable. Um, to know that but like yeah depending on the test um because doing these maximum maximal effort tests as the cooper test kind of it demands so much that it's kind of not practical to to do it too often at least but uh, for pro athletes like do they can maybe do some sub maximal aerobic tests during the season um just to to um to monitor the, that they're not overtraining um yeah but anyway so like three to four times a year maybe you should do the, these tests uh depending on on how much you practice and compete and so on but anyways thank you so much for listening uh, i hope you enjoyed and that you learned something uh, it's applicable for everyone uh, every athlete, uh, basically, like maybe not strength athletes, but they should even even they should know their uh, aerobic capacity. So thank you so much. Uh, we'll not see each other. We'll we'll talk next week, or you'll listen to me next week. I hope. Thank you so much. Uh, have a great week. Bye.